A new poll has some interesting and sometimes surprising insight into upcoming elections. And really fascinating is some of what it tells us about guns and gun control. Let's get the inside story. Good morning and happy Easter. I'm Tamala Edwards. Welcome to Inside Story. Let's introduce you to our panel. We'll start with journalist Larry Platt. Happy Easter. Happy Easter. Pollster Terry Madonna. Happy Easter. Attorney Rich Negrin. Happy Easter. And executive <laughs> marketing executive Brian Tierney. Happy Easter. Good to Got see all four. of you. And let's dig in starting with you, Terry. You've got some new mm -hmm. poll numbers out. Really interesting numbers. We're going to begin the state of play on the governor's race. And you know what we find is that 43% up from September say Governor Wolf is doing a good job. Mm -hmm. Now, and many people would say he's kind of silent Sam. Yeah. He's not really saying or doing something, but people's feelings about him. But that helps. See, well, and look, look at what it tells us. It says when they match him up against GOP challengers, yeah. he's over Wagner by 17, Mango by 27, Ellsworth yeah. by 29. What does this tell us? We still have some months to go before right. the election, well, but what does it tell us right. about him and about who should get the GOP nod? Look, this is an initial look at the race. Now, here's the, here's the situation with Wolf. No one would say he has a controversial style. He sounds like a college professor half the time giving a lecture, a three-hour lecture. I don't mean that meanly. He parses his words. He's very cautious. And think of one big negative that the average voter out there might be concerned about. Yeah, we had some budget situations. And yes, he wanted an income tax hike and a sales tax hike. But the last two budgets, he didn't propose anything controversial. You know how he wants to fund the government? basically with a shale tax and it's overwhelmingly popular. And then finally on this, his, his two, two of the three rivals, Mango and Wagner, every five minutes there's a commercial in which they're beating each other up. Yeah, I mean, they're slaying nice. each other politically and Wolf is riding above it all. And here's the, here's the catch. The economy is doing better and he is the beneficiary of a rising economy just as nationally President Trump is. Well, does that say to, uh, to Republicans across the state, maybe they should get to know Laura Ellsworth because she's <laughs> actively said, I'm not gonna do what these two guys are doing. She could maybe beat Wolf at his own game, being you know, almost professorial, smart on the issues, not beating anybody up. It's interesting to see the turnabout because the first two years of Wolf's term were really went poorly because he was the angry Tom Wolf. Right. He, had, he had an angry advisors around him. He was trying to do things and he was in a bad spot. Mm -hmm. He got rid of the team, changed it around and now he's more the professorial. And I think people are looking for something that's positive and hopeful yep. and not sure what he's doing, but at least he's not angry as he was for the first two years. That's a real turnaround story. Yeah. For and is Tom it about Wolf. jobs? Some of the things I read said that we're just now really starting to come out of the recession of 2008, 2009. And that maybe that's part of what's catching up. People don't have as much to be as upset about. Well, I think that's true, uh, and that will play out nationally as well. The thing about Wolf, though, is I don't know what he runs on. What specific accomplishment? Don't you still education. have to make... He's, he's funded education, education. more so than, than very uh, his predecessor. Uh, but what is the accomplishment? Just Just... Writing checks I'm not screaming at, the, my, at everybody else like you know these what? two I think it's a reassuring guy at the top, and it's kind of, he seems like a nice guy, and he'll go back to the car and the Jeep or whatever <laughs> he's driving <laughs> yeah, around, right. you know, and all that yeah, stuff. Right. We'll and it's kind Jeep. of, 
it, it's a respite from a lot of the other controversies. You know, what I really think this is who he is, right? I mean, yeah. it's about authenticity. I, for right. one, yeah. like the fact that my governor is not constantly on Twitter yelling at people like our president right. is, right? It's a Trump effect. If you look at who our leaders are in Pennsylvania, right? Bob Casey, not very flashy, mm-hmm. just kind of plugs away, um, more vocal lately. But this is who Tom Wolf is, slowly, methodically doing his job, not making anybody angry, not controversial. Um, and he's going to be well-funded, and he's going to get reelected. Mm-hmm. Well, controversial has been all the changes to the congressional map in Pennsylvania. Midterms coming up. Ryan Costello this week throwing in the towel, saying forget about it. And your poll found that almost half say they are very interested in this election. Democrats more fired up than That's Republicans. Yeah. What does this say about all Costello? Right. Was he right to just say for, forget it, or should he have hung in there? Well, what happened was there had a huge change in his district. He won re-election in the old 6th Congressional District by 14 points. Hillary Clinton barely carried it by less than 1%. In the new district, the new district, Hillary Clinton would have won by 10 percentage points. But he's a no-name compared to a lot of unknown Yeah, but they threw threw parts of of, of Berks County, including Redding. And and you were on a, a critical point, and I don't want to belabor it, but here's what we're seeing. More interest in voting, but guess which party? Democratic voters more interested, Democratic voters following the election. There is a wave coming, the size of which we don't know. It's the exact reverse of Obama's first term midterm, where we were seeing Republicans more <laughs> likely to vote, Republicans following the election. And in the Federal House of Representatives, not, you know what happened? The Democrats lost 63 seats. I'm not predicting that kind of vote. Here's the thing. I mean, he said he's never been angrier. I'll tell you who's angry is everybody in the Republican Party. He is, he, you know, it's like, he's a crybaby. I mean, why not go through this process? (laughs) Seriously, to wait till the last possible moment. Stop whining. You know, Paul Ryan can't stand him. People in the party can't stand him. He's not going to be a lobbyist. To announce on MSNBC before you tell your own, he must think, he yeah. must be fantasizing that he's going to be a commentator. There's no career there for him. He's not going to practice law. He won't have any impact. He should have done the right thing. Go through this primary, get your name on the ballot, then yeah. step down like a gentleman. Well, one of the things he said was that he was he was he called the redistricting plan that the court did racist. Racist. Uh, yeah. I, I must have missed him at the Selma march. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Because yeah. all of a sudden well, he's concerned he's about the rights. Right. Yeah, yeah it's kind of for who for what is yeah. what he was saying. Right. And he I heard There's he was another, sh- he was afraid because of the Steve Scalise thing. That's a year and a half ago. I get those things. All these other things that were on his mind, but you know, John Lennon got ago. shot, but people still played music. It's, you know what I mean? I mean, okay, forbid. <laughs> okay, worse, get on with it, worse. dude. It's worse because what he has done now by withdrawing, literally on the last day, last when day. you could withdraw, though it looks like uh, other people gov- could have gov- on no, the no, no, no. Yeah. that's right. Now the Republicans, there is a tax lawyer from Chad's Ford who's a- apparently. A very pretty conservative. For, was a couple uh, Wendy's, I think, or something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. He owned a Wendy's, but the bigger point is this: he left the party in a in lurch, lurch yeah. for a candidate. Yeah. And right. by the way, the real reason he, he he left is because he's up against a superstar candidate, yeah. Chris, Christy Houlihan, is the You're real right. deal, yeah. and he just yeah. didn't want to he just didn't want to compete. Well, well let's talk about this right couple point. weeks. Yeah, here's thing he did. Right. Here's the other thing: he came out and he said, "I won't get to talk about issues. I'd be asked about Stormy Daniels all the time. Every day there's a turn." Meanwhile, your polling found. Donald Trump is doing pretty, he is still at 30%. Where he was before, he hasn't dropped. Can you really cast this back on Donald Trump? I don't think you can. No, 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 this is not about Donald Trump. And go back to the point, look, he left the party in a lurch. Now they have to do a write-in themselves. Right. And if he had waited through the primary, won the primary and then withdrew, 
The party could have picked somebody. Could have picked someone. Right. But here's the problem. In our state, Trump's job performance is lower than the average. Now, you know what he's done? Donald Trump has united Democrats. I never thought you could unite the Democrats. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 95% of Democrats uh, have a problem with the, with President Trump, and he's not galvanized. He hasn't got galvanized Republicans. But when you get is he being crazy like a fox, Brian? Because here's what's going to happen. We're going to have a Democratic wave. We're going to have an oppositional Congress. And for two years, he's going to tweet all day long, <laughs> I'd have done this and I'd have done that, but those guys over there got in the way. Is he probably sitting back going, this is great. Costello? No, Donald oh, Trump. Oh, Trump. Trump. Trump, I got to tell you, Trump is not really a Republican. He's not really a Democrat. You know what I mean? He, he should, you know what Trump, Trump should build the wall the way he built the casinos. And then in the end, just don't pay the vendors, I guess, right. is what he should do. <laughs> I mean, that would be, so he's not really, I think what the problem that the president has is there's a certain, you know, uh, there's a certain celebrity around him. I, I do think that if Charles Manson came down the street and came alive, people would be saying, there'd be a certain group of people saying, can I get a selfie, Charlie, with you? I mean, there's a certain part of it. That's how he got elected. He's not really true. The Republicans in the Senate and the House know they don't have his, they, he doesn't have their back. Right. I mean, he takes on Toomey, says, you're afraid of the NRA, and then two weeks later, <laughs> he gives does the, the NRA, same thing. Right, right. So, you know, he's but not the, really But the involved. polling shows it's working for him. He's kind of staying where, he, in yeah. the state, where well, he's always Well, yeah, 30% is, and, and by it's, the way, in, in your polls, 62% of Republicans Public. are dis- point, disapproving of it. That's the point I make. Which, yeah. that's, that's, that's he's stunning. Not united, that's he's not united. Yeah. But here's the point. It's not so much for Trump about the substance. It's not about the policies you know, whether it's repeal and replace the Affordable Care Act, which Republicans are okay with, or the tax reform bill. It's about the nature of his of his leadership and the controversial style. It's 90% about style. Yeah. We've seen nothing like this throughout the course of American history. Let's talk about this gun control. You dug into oh, this issue, big. and some of these numbers, let's put them up, are really surprising. Across the board, we have 59% of people say that they favor raising the buying age up to 21%. 61% favor a ban on assault rifles. We used right. to have one, it expired. 86%, that's just about everybody. Yeah saying let's have some well, more enhanced and, background checks. And they're the, ones who, no, they're the ones who strongly, strongly support those. If you throw the somewhats in on enhancing background Seriously, checks. that's just the strongly numbers. Yeah, we're yeah. over wow. 90%. Wow. Yeah. And I mean, enhancing background checks, assault weapons over 70%. The fact that, and we were in the field after the horrible situation down, down at Parkland in South Florida. We were in the field during the demonstrations. And I'm not going to suggest that that might not have played a bit of a role in the outcome of the poll. But these numbers mirror what we're seeing nationally. It's yeah. not like Pennsylvanians yeah. are out in right or left field on this. But is it a different? I mean, we've seen people were upset after Sandy Hook. They were upset after various times. Is this different? I think I think we're in a diff- different time. And uh, my friend over here, we were chatting about this before just before we went on, on on air, and he said it may take a little longer than a year or two, but it was it's, it's coming. Again, let's talk about marketing. The NRA has been incredibly good at reaching out to its members in marketing. When they see a poll like this, and there was a time when they supported more extensive background checks, and they were okay with various things, do they say, let's get in front of this, or do they continue to fight it? <laughs> Not yet, they haven't. And yeah. I really think that, that uh, the Parkland kids are behind a big a big cultural change here. This is a cultural moment, I mm-hmm. think. Uh, and I, I defer to Rich on the, on the NRA. <laughs> yeah, you know, I'll talk about that a little bit. I think uh, there's a wave coming 
that you're talking about for November, or there's a blue wave coming. The wave we should be talking about is the one that's coming in 2020 when all millennials become eligible to vote. Yeah. This young generation and these Parkland students are leading the way directly against the NRA. Laura Ingraham said bad things, attacked one of them, lost half of yep. her advertisers. Because yesterday. Rick Santorum. He had a four point because he had a four Rick one. Santorum, yeah. So, him, I mean, and Rick Santorum oh right here, we'll talk about that, I'm sure. But what's going to happen in 2020, and Donald Trump is being cute with a little bit of this, is that young generation is going to revolt and vote with their voice. Did Santorum yeah. cut himself off at the legs? He, I mean, many people came out and spoke against the students. Yeah. He got flack because he said, rather than advocating on legislation, which they may or may not yeah. know much about, he came out and said, you'd be better off learning CPR so you could rush in to Which help. is wrong, by the way. And being right. Santorum, he yeah. said it in such a way that really yeah. grabbed yeah. you by the neck. But was that a moment that sticks with him through 2020? I and think it does because, I mean, look, um, doctors came out when he said that, saying that's absolutely inaccurate from a medical perspective, like cut it out. And look, in a day and age when we're trying to get our kids engaged, actively engaged and get them to vote, we all saw the numbers of voter apathy in the last mayoral race here in Philadelphia, right. the DA race. I think we had 16, 17% voter turnout. We're trying to get our kids, our kids engaged. When our kids show up and get engaged and start marching and start registering yeah. to vote, and we start attacking them personally, yeah. that's yeah. crazy. That's the, the NRA doesn't, you know, what happens too is these, I think part of it is the social media part is, is the internet. They're, there's NRA TV. So they, they produce very slick TV shows, yeah. and it's just, so they, they start to marinate in their own juices, really, and they don't see, because if you yeah. were smart running the NRA, you'd say, Let's go for some background check right. stuff. Two, two, right. two, Let, two, let's show that we're a little bit yeah. reasonable two, on certain things. Two, two quick points. The difficulty is with NRA and the staunch gun supporters is they believe if they do something like enhanced background checks, it's the beginning of the end. Yeah, okay. That it's eventually, goodbye, yeah. goodbye Second Amendment. The second point is millennials are the largest, we have right now 80 million of them, the largest millennial group in history at the largest age cohort in history yep. and I'll go to one step forward they gave the largest percentage of any age group to the Democrats to Hillary Clinton in 2016 the Republicans need to think about how they're how going they to court, this group. Court, oh, yeah. and very quickly and let's turn with. to a local issue Temple University has been getting a lot of flack from the neighborhood about this idea of building a football stadium. Late this week, they came out with an idea, build parts of it below ground grade so that you can the neighbors aren't stuck staring at the stadium, find a way to bring trucks and other things through an underground tunnel so it cuts down on some of the traffic, and to figure out a way to have a shape so the sound goes into Center City, not destroys the neighborhood. Is it enough? Or this this movement is going to keep going. That, that, those were those are all good ideas, and they were but they were uh, top down announced as opposed to bringing the community in to be part of the solution from the beginning. That's what Arizona State has done. Ken Shropshire used to be at mm -hmm. Wharton, is now at Arizona State, and wrote a piece for us at The Citizen about what they've done with their football stadium. They've made it a community center. Mm. So so yeah. it's 365 well, days Temple's a year. Well, talking about trying to do that. Temple, really, but not it, with the community. It, it, Temple does so many wonderful things in the community, and it's a great, the way the university has moved ahead, it's great stuff. At the same time, it's a bad location, and the communications have been handled so poorly. I mean, other is it savable or are they just I don't think it, it is. Own? I don't think so. When you talk to people right across the street, right in that neighborhood, they'll say, nobody's asked me my opinion. Now, right now, okay, we're going to bury it underground. Come on, guys. You should just right. find a different location. I'm going to get buried if I don't go to commercial break. We'll be right back <laughs> with more Inside Story. Six ABC's Inside Story is presented by Temple University.
Welcome back to Inside Story. Abington High School has some famous alums, among them Stephen Schwartzman, the head of the Blackstone Group, incredibly wealthy man, billionaire. He's given money in the past. Their stadium is the Schwartzman Stadium. He announced he was giving $25 million, a huge gift. And some people said, okay, we expected them to name the new tech wing after him, maybe do some other things. He gets naming rights. Nobody else's name can go up on stuff without him hearing about it. And they're changing the name of the school. It will be the Abington Schwartzman High School. We've seen schools named stadiums. This is something that's almost unprecedented. Some people are outraged and they just say it sends the wrong message. Is it too much vanity and is it the wrong message for the school system to be sending that, hey, he, he bought the name and we will literally change who we've been for decades to accommodate this donor? I think it's very poor for Schwartzman himself. First of all, I think it's great for the school to get the donation. And I think naming rights make a lot of sense. And I've been involved with various ones over the years, the Kimmel Center, uh, the Class of 44 Chapel Episcopal Academy, and it gets people but it's excited. Not kids. Well, but kids are at Episcopal, right? There's a lot of things have been named there after things. But they haven't changed it to the Class of 44 Episcopal Academy either, right? right? So, I mean, right. there's... I think naming rights are great, number one, because it helps fund. Number two is it helps tell the story of successful men and women who have been there, and I think that's great. And, I, and, it, and it works well and encourages other donations. I think Schwartzman was foolish to want to have the school named after him. I think it's going to reflect poorly on him down the road. He should have had the stadium. He should have endowed scholarships. He would look more like a gentleman. I think it's backfires. I, I also think uh, I agree with all that. Uh, the, it, what's, what's good here is that this sort of naming rights trend is being applied to public education, right. uh, where it's yeah. desperately well, needed. So, so that's yeah. a so that's a that that could be a good thing. Uh, but the school district wasn't really transparent about this at the beginning. Yeah. It was like a a uh, surprise to those in the community. It's what we just talked about with Temple University. It was a surprise Big to surprise, those in the community right. that they were selling right. the naming rights but to look, the actual school. But look, there's one thing about, look, on college campuses where I spent my whole career, we get buildings and yes. sports stadiums and, and right. that's routine and we like right. it. But are they going to change thing. Franklin Marshall, yeah, Franklin Marshall right. and Madonna? Oh, well, you, you, what did no, Franklin no, put yeah. up for that anyway? <laughs> <laughs> how much did Franklin well, put up for that? Well, you know what I mean? A little more than Marshall. You get the point. He's first. We got great names. You got to admit that. It's a when great it gets name. To, to kids who are below 18, public school kids, you don't then name, it, it raises a different sort you of... You don't yeah. rename the school in my... I don't know if my... No, I agree. agree. You don't name the school. You don't name... Yeah. But there's so many other things they can do that's appropriate. Right. Well, give him the cafeteria. Everybody's <laughs> got to go there. <laughs> All right, let's talk about... I got Larry Krasner came into office proposing a lot of things, including the death penalty, it's not fair, I'm not going to seek it. Officer Robert Wilson was killed as he went into a game shop to buy a gift for his son. Two men were about to hold it up. He traded gunfire in an incident that Charles Ramsey said was the greatest act of heroism he'd ever witnessed. It's now time for these men to be prosecuted. The family says clearly the death penalty is warranted. We thought we would get answers this week, but for some reason the prosecutors agreed with the defense attorneys to put off the trial until November. The family is outraged. They say they want Josh Shapiro to take the case. First of all, wondering, should Shapiro take the case? And what happens to Krasner? He is going to run into this here or elsewhere right. where he has to really face up to what it means to say no death penalty. Yeah, Tamela, you know, I know this family. I was managing director when Sergeant Wilson was shot and killed. I met them at the hospital. I met them at the funeral. They're a, a remarkable family, full of dignity and grace. They deserve the respect of being heard. The biggest concern, regardless of how you feel about the death penalty, is that this family has very vocally, and you've reported on it here at Channel 6, said that they don't feel heard or respected. Right. 
when you continue a case without their approval and without their consent, and you continue and give it, no reason why, and you continue it with no reason, and because your friend asked for the continuance, Michael Cord, the defense lawyer, is a friend and supporter of Larry Krasner. That's horrible, it, and this it looks like the worst back. kind of insider kind of yeah. stuff, doesn't it? I mean, and yeah, it just yeah. look. My only, if I was Krasner, I would hope that he would have an epiphany like Governor Wolf did two years into it. I'm going to become a different man <laughs> different. because yeah. he'll have a very hard time getting reelected. By the way, but does, that murder, but does Josh Shapiro take this case? And does it become Josh Shapiro does, does all does. the death it, penalty it, it cases? That, that, may, that may be the case. Although you're right, it could open the the, the floodgates. I, I think the stunning fact is that that murder occurred in 2015. Two years. Why, yeah. why do you need a continuance? Right. They didn't give a reason, and, yeah. and you're right, it's, it seems Inside. like, and, and the bigger issue confronting Krasner is, where do your loyalties lie? Are you committed to putting bad guys away or to mass decarceration? And where's the, the transparency issue? he promised to? Where's the transparency yeah. he promised? Now he says he did not talk to court about any of this, but is, does, is this a case where his philosophical point is greater than right. the case, this has been applied perhaps unfairly in the past, so as much as it pains me, I just don't think it's right to do this. But why do it the way he did it, which was basically postpone it until November, continuance? Yeah. I mean, that then to have the courage yeah, he's say right. that, I mean, to step up if, and if, say if that. That's your convictions. Move forward. Like the courage I had to wear this vest today, which I'm not out of my comfort zone, it's and I'm Easter. feeling very tired. because it's Easter. I'm very hot, <laughs> and I'm not it's sure. It's Easter. I'm, this was courageous. Today. You are a profiling courage. <laughs> very quickly. Yeah. Very brave. We got 30 right? seconds. Easy. David Shulkin, does he get remembered for being ousted from the VA or for everything he's done in this community? The main line, Temple, Drexel, Penn. What's the final? word everyone attached to trump sees their Please. reputation yeah. take a hit it's yeah. unbelievable yeah. uh but he did a good job if you look at the reforms he instituted the, at, at the va yeah, they were substantial right. yeah all right look the word is trump is looking for a lawyer can't find one nobody wants to work for him because of reasons like your this. tenure in the trump yeah. administration administration right. could be short well yeah. if i want to keep my tenure yet again I'll <laughs> come back to your inside stories CBC's Inside Story is presented by Temple University. Time for our Inside Stories of the Week. We will start with you. Tam, I've been very uh, critical of the business class in Philadelphia for not standing up to the political status quo keepers, but there's one CEO who has, and that's Jerry Sweeney of Brandywine Realty, who gave a speech to the Chamber of Commerce this week. He's been agitating to get to, for the, the Commonwealth to let Philadelphia raise the tax on uh, commercial properties mm -hmm. in exchange for a cut in the, in the wage tax. So we've got a business leader saying, for the good of our city, tax me more and we need more leaders like that all right let's turn over to terry you're the you're the woman uh right now only 12 percent of the house of representatives uh, i'm sorry 19 percent are females 83 out of 435 we have 18 members of the congressional delegation in pa not a single woman right now mm. 94 people filed to run 23 of them women we're going to see more women elected to positions in the state legislatures and in Congress than we had in, probably in American history. Uh, and that's a remarkable turnaround from what we've seen in the past. Women's History Month, here, here. There you Rich. go. Tim, well, in two weeks, um, Ceasefire is presenting the Keystone Courage Award to John Lewis, Congressman mm -hmm. John Lewis, um, for his fight around gun reform. We talked about advocacy and gun reform. Um, let's, let's all go. If you want to meet John Lewis, check out my Facebook page or my Twitter feed. You can sign up. 
watch him receive the Keystone Courage Award. He deserves it, and it's great for us that he's coming here. And if you've met him, you know he's just a wonderful man, truly a gentleman. Well, in with you, Brian. Uh, in Upper Marion Township, Montgomery County, a raid of a couple guys had fentanyl that they'd gotten mm -hmm. from China. Okay, it's 100 times more deadly than heroin worse than Oxycontin. It's coming from China. The Chinese government knows everybody's eyes. They know where you are constantly. The Trump administration and the government should say, we're going to inspect every box that comes from China until you figure it out on your end. We're allowing them to just 